Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Randomic. Bertoli is your host. Thank you so kind of being part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. And you know what? This is going to be a continuation show for tomorrow because we're going to cover the rail today. Rail on what? Biden and and Democrats and Republicans, I should say, what neoliberals have done to our working class rail workers. We're gonna we're gonna touch on that today. I have a video that I made of it today, but I want to cover it in 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 really the right way. Mañana on KPFT ninety point one FM. Uh, you guys th- that are out of the state can al- always get it at politicsunright.com.tv. and you can also call in, get it on, where you're getting it right here on on the internet every everywhere, etc., etc., etc. But sign up to the Economist for in-depth, curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to the Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. But I want this to be a big subject because this covers a whole lot that we talk about siempre, siempre, siempre. All of the time, all of the time, all of the time. Eric Hayes is in the house. Lee Grant is in the house. Welcome, Lee. Eric Hayes. May Wood está en la casa también. Welcome aboard, uh, May Wood. He said, good afternoon, y'all. How is everyone today? And how did things go yesterday? We missed you. But I think I saw you on the KPFT show, my brother. Anyhow, Bridge MCP is in the house. And what does she say? Egberto, how is your fast going? I am starving. I am hungry. I already asked my wife to make me some rice because she makes it much better than I can. And guess what else that I did? I am drinking up my water. And guess what what else I did? I went ahead and I boiled some sorrel, which is hibiscus plants for those who don't aren't uh, from the Caribbean kind of a thing. It's called uh, hibiscus, but we call it sorrel in Panama and the Caribbean. And also... So I made some, getting ready to put some artificial sugar in that, and I'm going to be drinking that down. Still weak and dizzy. Actually, today, I had to take my wife earlier to the doctor, and when I got up, I did get kind of busy, Bridge. But you know who else is in the house? My baby. Ashley is in the house. And you know what she says? She says, hey, y'all, just popping in. What? You just popping into dad's show? Come on, now. All right. And we have the one and only... AVQ, also a.k.a. Miguel Rodnin. How are you doing, Miguel? Nice to see you here, folks. We are going to have a ball, a ball. Let's see. How do you mention people on here? What do you mean, how do I mention people on here? Uh, I, I don't know what you mean. If you're talking about in, in YouTube, I think you put the ampersand, or rather not the ampersand, the at sign, just like you. Oh, Brija, say Brija too damn quick for me. Bridge, you don't give me a chance. I love you, Bridge. Thank you for doing that. That is exactly what we need to do. But FB can't see YouTube. Not oh, I, is it not working? Egberto, do you need to keep your BP down? Yep, yep. That's a problem. And you must have heard about hibiscus and blood pressure, right? That's what it is, brother. Hibiscus and blood pressure. So I made me some thick uh, hibiscus tea. My daughter says, "Dad, it's tea. It's not that thick." Well, I'm making it thick because I really want it. 
And Brie says she ain't, she ain't starving. All right, let's see what we got here. Um, let's go ahead and get started. Oh, wait a minute. You mean Brother Rodney doesn't have any interesting stories to tell us? Not to worry. We have a lot of interesting stories, Brother Rodney. It's just that I know you like to be... You're, you like to bring the star. You like to bring the star. Anyhow, let's see what else we got here. What else we got here? Uh, AVQ says, Ashley, should I manually copy-paste your YouTube post to FB? Yeah, you can do that if, it, if she puts it on uh, YouTube. That is such a very, very, uh, very, very good thing, my brother. You said, see, what? We, we, we are a family here, folks. We help out each other to get their messages out, all that good stuff. Thank you, guys. Anyhow, what I want to talk about today is, and I didn't bring it up, but I want to bring it up. I hope it's on, I think it's still starring at the New York Times. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over to the New York Times. I'm going to put it on the screen. All right, let's get started right away with this baby because we must. We must. Here it goes on the screen. Congressional leaders say they will act to prevent rail strike. Democratic and Republican leaders prepared to intercede as President Biden warned the prospect of a strike next month had put the U.S. economy at risk. In other words, I want you guys to understand this. In other words, these damn guys are so important. Our rail workers are so important that if they strike... Our economy goes down the drain. Let's stop. Who are the people that are important in this world again? I thought it was the billionaires. I thought it was the executives. I thought it was all these guys that put on their suits and ties and tell everybody else what to do and tries to pay them whatever they can. But if... These union folks get together and go on strike. If it's going to bring down our economy, it tells me that these guys have leverage. It tells me the importance of these guys. And what it also tells me is the plutocracy, the oligarchy, the corporate structure is trying to use, what again, folks? The power of the state, the power of we the people, Biden wants to use the power of we, the people, to hurt we, the sum. To protect the earnings, the winnings, la ganancia, the profits of a few. And I'm going to cover more of this when I do a bit more research tomorrow when I write the, uh, the blog post. The, not the blog post. Tomorrow, I, I, the, the way I work it now, folks, is the following. On Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, when I do the 12 o'clock show, 12 noon central at KPFT, I have a corresponding substack. And that corresponding substack is more researched. It has more info than just, right? It has to be more circumspect. So what I'm going to have is I'm going to have more detail, but I wanted to cover this in both places because we need to get this type of stuff out there. We need to let Americans know that we are that what Biden, the Democrats, and the Republicans are asking the Congress to do, they're asking the Congress, we the people, to go against we the sum, the sum of us, to protect the few. Else, the few, by not 
given a just contract to the working class uh, sum, right? By not doing that, they are willing to tank the economy. So what they're saying is we, don't, we are not the billion dollars that it's going to cost the entire industry to give you four days of paid sick leave. We'll tank the damn economy before we give you that so that that not just that $1 billion can go to the executives and the shareholders, but the, the extra gains that you people make for us. Punto final. And that's the truth, folks. That is what we're looking at. Um, let me go ahead and read some of our, Let's see what we got here. Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver. Question with uh, what the hell is going on? Ideals are okay, but you start messing with food supply and people's ability to just live and climate won't be the chain starvation. Uh, I wish you would stop writing run-on sentences so that I can get it, sir. Netherlands to close up to 3,000 farms to comply with EU rules. This is just disgusting. I will read that though, um, Eric. I will. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'll read that because I foresee, I have a problem with many of the rules that are written on the international scales because they're written from a corporate perspective. I will read it. So I'm not going to judge that right now. I am not going to assume that you're giving me right-wing stuff, given that it has an MSN in front of it and also a UK news in it. I'm going to read it. Can't do it right now. And then we'll talk about that another time, Eric. But thank you for bringing a source like that, okay? Uh, because it, it, that, that, is warrant, that warrants us talking about it. What piece of work this thug in New York City prosecutor Alvin Bragg touched for the, uh, downgrading felonies? If Bragg's a DA, Dahmer is a vegan. Um, now, you see, I, I give you context. I give you good kudos for bringing something on the left, uh, not on the left, but on, on the right side of news, and you bring me a right-wing statement. Oh, God. Green energy from fossils, good, right? Let's explain a little bit about that. Shell boosts renewable natural gas business with $2 billion acquisition of nature energy biogas. All right. Michael Rodden isn't going to like this, but I am for things to this, on, of this nature. If I create natural gas from... And, and, and hear me good, everybody that's listening. If I create natural gas in a recycled manner, in other words, I, uh, I, cre I have algae and all this sort of stuff that are growing and absorbing energy and uh, absorbing the energy, creating natural gas, and I burn that. If the carbon dioxide and other substances are out, but that I, that I have a surplus on the other end, meaning that I can create more, or rather I can absorb more carbon than I am emitting, which is possible, right? Meaning that I don't use all the stuff that I grow. 
into creating fuels, right? Which is what we're asking to be done right now. We're asking folks not to take all the carbon out of the ground to burn it because it's there. We're saying, don't burn it because we can't get rid of it out of the air. Then I'm for it. The same way I am for um, cellulosic fuels, if, again, it's a net zero or less than net zero, if it's negative. What I mean by negative, if we are planting more, in other words, if we have a cycle, right, we're gaining more forest, even as we cut down some forest for cellulosic fuel, then it's okay because the net change in the atmosphere is on the way down. But we have to have a net uh, negative. That's my theory. We have to be realistic. That's what I think. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, bridge. Let's see what else we got here. Coming down, coming down, coming down, coming down, coming down. Uh, ABQ says, bridge, only difference between if you do it or if I do it, the conservatives in the chat will or won't see it. All right. YouTube says, YouTube, Ashley Willis, y'all just pop in. There you go. She moved it for Ashley. All right. Con, let's, let's continue, 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 continue. CBN from Michael Rudnan. December rail strike could devastate already strained supply chains. That means they have leverage, sir. The nation's first railroad strike in 30 years could arrive in early December, devastating the supply chain ahead of the holidays. More money isn't the goal for these unions. It's they exactly. It's not it. And I, I'm going to play the video that I just made. They're fighting for paid medical leave and for time to spend with their families. Exactamente. Oh, folks, the United States defeats Iran in, uh, in the soccer game in, not Dubai, wherever they are, which means they proceed to the Sweet 16, right? Uh, I think that's what it means. Oh, boy, that is amazing. That is amazing. Okay, continuing. Paul Fleming says, it's been a week since Trump has de- 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 dined with bigots. Why hasn't he denounced them? He won't denounce them, but finally, some Republicans are coming out. And by the way, I got that Twitter from you by email, uh, Paul Fleming. That was a hell of a tweet that's uh, in there that shows how justice is actually delivered in this country. A white 17-year-old, uh, kill three guys, three black guys, gets out on bond, right? And then he's commit some other crimes along with, um, along with smoking dope and moving dope or something like that. Then he gets off, right? And here we have Eric in our, in our chat constantly talking about all those thugs that get, laid, get out with misdemeanors in Houston, and they also showed a New Yorker, a black guy in New York. He couldn't get any bond. He spent three years in jail without it, two years in jail without a trial. That was a good catch, uh, Paul. I'll write a story about that in the future uh, just to, for a backstop, a filler, for you know, keeping, the con- keeping that context alive. That is what blogging is all about. Uh, because a lot of that isn't covered in, 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 in the space as much as it should, so that when people do searches, they wouldn't find that as quickly as they should. So we'll write about that. Or, by the way, Paul, just like Tom writes stuff at Politics Unright, if you want to uh, pen a piece, a blog or something, do it. All right, let's see. 
Maywood says, in case you haven't realized, it's starvation is one of the biggest potential problems with climate change. No water because of not uh, no water because of drought, and you can't grow crops. High temperatures and some crops can't grow. Plus, invasive insects and diseases can move to the, which is happening right now with some of the bees and ruin what crops do grow. Excessive rain causing floods and crops can't grow. Very good point. Tom C says, uh, I agree. Need Medicare for all, but workers still need paid sick leave to go to the doctor and hospital when necessary. I'm going to talk about what they're actually doing as well, guys. It just shows you how evil these guys are. All right. Uh, hey, all. Good evening, everybody, says Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain. Tom C. is from Detroit. No, not from Detroit, from Michigan. I don't remember what town. Uh, Bruce says, it was a goal. Don't the Dems have numbers to solve the debt issue? No, they'll have to somehow defeat the filibuster, which they're scared to do, which when the Republicans take the Senate again, they'll do it without a problem, like they've done every single time they needed to. Bridge MCP says, many of the union members are deeply angry. Money is one issue, but apparently the real holdup in the talks had revolved around attendance, sick time, and scheduling issues. Workers haven't agreed to the new contract yet. If they do accept the announced deal, workers whose pay had been frozen would win double-digit increases and would be allowed to seek certain types of medical care without fear of being punished. Union leaders said, according to Reuters, the agreement also includes immediate 14.1% wage increase. Again, and you know what? It doesn't hurt these guys. It just takes some profits away from some, right? Amazing. All right, what else we got here? Michael Rodden says, the, the American Southwest is experiencing a quarter century long mega drought due to global warming. The American Southeast will experience more drought spread and hit the stronger hurricanes. Global warming is going to be harmful for the U.S. as well. You know, but, you know, that part, that particular ship has already left port. In fact, what people aren't talking about is a mega flood that is about to hit California. Sacramento will be underwater and a lot of these... Big towns that were fields before are going to be underwater. So, stuff to watch about. Bridge MCP says 13 thumbs up. Folks, where are my thumbs? Where are my thumbs? Please give us some more thumbs. We need to get this algorithm going. Nanette Birdsmith is in the house. Uh, I didn't see her, but she's in the house according to Bridge MCP. I don't see Nanette, but welcome aboard, Nanette, if I'm not seeing you. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, Cellulosic fuel equal wood. Yes, it is. Cellulosic fuel equal... Well, it's not just wood. It's, it's what's called, uh, Brother Grant, biomass. Biomass. And I'm, I am for it. Egberto, net zero carbon from methane is impossible. I don't think you understood what I said, Brother uh, Radnin. I said, if we need... We, we are going to have a lot of equipment that continues to be dependent on hydrocarbons. And there are several reasons why, right? Let's give a good example. And, and this is what I want all of us to understand. Hydrocarbons, the, what, what makes hydrocarbons so potent is that they, and this is from an engineer speaking now, they store a hell of a lot energy in a small package until battery technology reaches to a point that it's that kind of reliable. We are going to be dependent on hydrocarbons. So we have. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. 
Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. To determine what kind of hydrocarbons do we depend on? Fossil fuel, the name tells you fossil, mean it's underground and it's removing from underground and the, the, the output then gets placed into the atmosphere. Forget about carbon capture and all that crap. Carbon capture equal carbon leaks. But if you have a life cycle, the life cycle, trees, uh, algae, and all of that that, are, that absorbs carbon to make their being, and a portion of that is converted to hydrocarbons if it's done in a net zero manner, which means maybe you're only going to be burning half of it and making sure the rest grow, and it's sustainable, we can go there. It's important for us to not just blow it off, but it's important for us to look at it from a pragmatic point of view. That is something that gets environmentalists who are too pure in trouble. Look, the ship has already lo- launched. We are in deep caca. Our temperature has changed. Uh, the Colorado River is probably going to dry up. We can keep going and going and going. Deborah Moyers is in the house and she reminds this failing mind that they're playing in Qatar. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Harness the, en- harness the energy from the sun more efficiently than the loss from using fuel from the ground or use the fuel from the ground with no CO2 or methane releases. That makes sense. What that means, however, and I, you know, f- talking about the conservation of energy and all of that, it means that, yeah, we can burn, burn carbon if we're going to store it somewhere to compress it and all that kind of stuff requires energy as well. So w- the efficiency of that, that I spoke about earlier about oil and hydrocarbons immediately goes lower. I don't say disappear goes lower. Uh, there, there are also talks about uh, turning, somehow putting, uh, putting carbon into a solid state when united with certain kinds of materials that can create something like a cement, which again, it's, it's a cement. It's not going into the air. There are a lot of, there are a lot of things that, that we can work on, on that. The thing about it is we have to be honest about it. Paul Fleming says, congrats USA over Iran. Both countries struggles over women's rights. You know, Paul, I'm glad that you said that because we like to believe that somehow we are, we protect our women. We don't protect our women. I mean, let's look at India. Let's look at Pakistan. Let's look at a lot of the, 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 the Scandinavian countries. Guess what they share differently from we do? They've elected women. We are yet to elect one. We are yet, we, we've, we didn't mind electing a, an incompetent buffoon in place of electing with the, I mean, yes, she got more votes, but in the way our system, our failed, failed, uh, fraudulent system works, she didn't win. We have yet to elect a woman. And we want to put down some of these countries, these Muslim countries or these Hindi countries that have actually done it. Give me a break. We need to learn how to treat women, period. 
Paul Fleming, uh, let's see. Michael says, pardon, not going to watch FIFA and Qatar soccer. Slave labor isn't worth supporting. I hear you, brother. I hear you. I didn't watch it, but I heard about it. But hey, we did it. Uh, let's see. Paul Fleming gave me that sign. Uh, let's see what else we got. Um, do not raise debt level. Let it ride and see what happens. Again, that's no. You know what? We can let it ride. It hurts everybody. We let it ride. Yvette Avery Herod is in the house. Our union lady. Hey, Yvette. You need to chime in, please, on what Biden has done with the rail workers. You, I, I take more input from, or you know, I, I, I've got to listen to what you've got to say. You heard what I had to say about it. I'm going to play a video, and I hope, and then I'll continue answering questions after. I'm going to play the video for today, and then I'll, I'd like to get your input. But here we go. So a large percentage of the rail workers don't like the deal that their management, the union management signed off on, which was, um, you know, we'll st which still denied them the sick leave that they wanted. It's not all, it wasn't all about their wages. It wasn't all about the money they got, right? They wanted better working conditions. They wanted to be able to have sick paid sick leave like normal companies should provide them. I mean, if, they, if the normal companies don't want to provide that, then maybe we should institute some form of a government given uh, uh, leave for the person without the company being able to fire them if they're taking sick leave. But the other thing was a bit more dubious, right? They, they offered them, uh, by the way, they wanted 15 days a year in sick leave. Uh, the company said no. And they've eventually dropped down to four days, very small amount of days of sick leave. The company still said no, but we'll compromise. We'll go ahead and give you days off without pay. But guess what? You cannot use it on Tuesday or rather you can only use it on Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. Oh, so they're saying, we don't trust you. You may try to turn this into long weekends and we have Mondays in trouble and Fridays in trouble. If you pay people right, you won't have to worry about that kind of stuff, right? You won't. Every other company on the planet, they don't worry about that kind of stuff. The people can take their sick leave whenever they're sick. And people don't worry about it being abused. Is it abuse? Sometimes it is, of course. But do corporations abuse as well? Does, does corporations do things that are kind of underground as well? The, the executives and the, the salaried folk? Yeah, they do. So why pick on the working class folk? And why is Biden caving to the plutocracy? Because, again, we all knew it, right? We all knew that it wasn't about progressive values. It was about neoliberalism. So therefore, I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. And perhaps most critically, a potential rail strike that could bring the American economy to its knees in a matter of weeks, if in fact it happens. Uh, the Biden administration is warning that if Congress does not override these rail union negotiations, gas, food, water supplies could all run dangerously low. After this morning's White House meeting, Pelosi and Schumer both said they are ready to intervene. I don't like going against the ability of, of uh, unions to strike, but weighing the equities, we must avoid a strike. Tomorrow morning in the House, we will bring up the legislation, send it over to the Senate. And Leader McConnell and I agreed we try to get it done ASAP. 
Moments later, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy expressed optimism as well that the vote, in fact, uh, would pass. Joe Biden, we know the president notoriously, um, right, a union guy, even blocking a vote like this in Congress when he was a senator back in 1992. But now he's urging Congress to override what these unions want. Take us inside uh, the White House calculations here. And look, the president said very clearly this was not his preference, Yasmin, but he felt that he had no other choice, writing in that lengthy statement overnight that he was reluctant to override any ratification procedures. But given the prospect of such a catastrophic economic impact, he felt that he needed to implore Congress to act. And that is why, in addition to this meeting with congressional leaders on a whole host of topics, he felt there was a lot of urgency to discuss the matter of trying to avoid this strike. And as you saw there, Speaker Pelosi and Leader Schumer said they think this can maybe get resolved in the next couple of days. And that major deadline is December 9th. We're talking just days before the Christmas holiday, of course, when if this strike goes into place, it would affect freight lines. It would, of course, affect supply chain issues. So this is something that the Biden administration desperately wants to avoid. And it was the president himself just a couple of months ago who did engage personally at the 11th hour and spoke to all of these different rail companies and unions and tried to get them to agree to this tentative proposal, which is what happened. And so now he's saying, since that didn't work, in essence, Mm. I am calling on Congress. But there are still a ton of sticking points out there. And again, we talk about December 9th, but the reality is this needs to be resolved in some fashion in the next couple of days because the rail companies will alert whether they are going to go on strike. It sounds like by Friday. So the White House acting with a lot of urgency on this. And I was told they did spend a good amount of their time discussing that this morning when the president met with the big four, as they're called. So what do we do? What do we do? I'm going to cover this one in more detail in another post that I'm going to do from my KPFT 90.1 FM show in Houston, Texas. You can all reach it at kpft.org or just go to politics and write. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. We're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. .com slash TV. Politicsandright.com slash TV. We're going to discuss it in more detail. But I just wanted to cover a tad bit here on our Politics Done Right today while things are still occurring. I expect more to occur that we'll have more to talk about uh, tomorrow on the show. But check us out, KPFT 90.1 FM at noon tomorrow. We'll still have our three o'clock show as well. But at noon tomorrow, KPFT 90.1, we're going to talk about this as well. You can watch it as well at Politics Done Right dot tv politics and right dot tv it's a shame that the constancy of our working class is always put second always to the plutocracy to the oligarchy to the corporatocracy think about this if biden believes that going ahead And allowing these guys to strike is going to cause such a catastrophe for the economy. That means the rail workers do have leverage. 
and let that leverage be referenced with the pay that they get, with the leverage, with the power that they have to negotiate because it's going to hurt the big guys. And if the big guys don't want to be hurt, then they should pay. They should pay the living wage. They should pay what these workers deserve. They should give these workers the working environment they are entitled to as human beings. We shouldn't have the president using the power of we the people government to hold a group of we the people down against the corporate structure that's causing them ill. We'll discuss that more later. All right, folks, I want to read what, uh, what um, our, the, the only person in this room that actually fights for, well, we all fight for the working class and we fight for unions, but she's actually a union rep and she's done quite a bit. I've covered her many, many times. We've interviewed her several times here at Politics Unright. Yvette Avery Herod, who is in the house, she says, I'm truly upset that they are trying to interfere with the voice of the working class. Put the pressure on the company to do the right thing, not weaken the strength of the strike vote. And that is a magical statement. Hear what she said. Why are you, why are you diluting the power of the strike? They always talk about setting a standard or setting a, what's the word that they say? Um, you're setting a precedent. What he has done, the president, uh, the leaders in Congress, and those who are going to vote for this, is they set the precedents for the corporations. Well, we just have to go out there and say we're going to screw the economy if, if the strike occurs, and then the government comes in using laws that were passed decades ago and say, oh, well, this strike would hurt the economy, and what do we do here? We have to force the workers to work. Guys, strike. This is one time where disobeying the law, I think, is just like Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King says, yeah, we'll have to go to jail. We'll have a few busted heads. I, I want to repeat what Miss Herod said again. I am truly upset that they are trying to interfere with the voice of the working class. Biden was supposed to be the voice of the working class. The Democrats are supposed to be the voice of the working class. But we all know what neoliberalism is all about. Right? Put the pressure on the company to do the right thing, says Miss Avery Herod. All right, let me go back up and read some of your, your, your statements here now. Um, let's see what we got here. Uh, we only protect the dollars, according to Deborah Myers. Deborah, welcome to Politics Done Right. Uh, Ashley says, Bridge MCP, it's always like that. What is always like that? Ashley, one step forward, three step backwards. Egberto, mind putting up this on the screen? Oh, I think I have. I think I did it. Let me see. There we go, uh, Senor Rodnin. I think I have the screen for you. And it's about the different levels of emissions uh, based on the, um, the food types that are out there, land use change, etc. Take a look at that as we speak because I want to continue on this subject here. Um, all right, continuing, we have uh, Parver, Parver, Parver. As she says, Woo, I'm in, I am in college again, the carbon cycle. Oof. Hey, girl, your dad's not all that 
bad, you know. I mean, you know, I'm trying to get that engineering thing to pay off too now. All right, continuing, 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 continuing. All right, let's see what else we got here. Breach says, no, it's not only it's not until topics get personal and people will not listen to anyone. I hear you, girl. Uh, what else we got here? Bruce says, make CO2 into diamonds. He laughs, right? But technically speaking, you could. You go ahead and you extract, you, 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 you create oxygen and you, but it takes, here's a kicker though. It'll take more energy to make that diamond than it would be, than, than um, to, it just take more, it, it, it's not a conservation of energy, you know, it won't work. Anyhow, continuing, continuing, continuing. Uh, VP Harris was kind of away. I'm not sure that must have been a conversation my daughter was having with somebody else. Breach says, I will run, but there's a natural citizen thing. You can't run, Breach. You're in the same boat that I am. You're Irish and Panamanian. We can be senators. We can be everything, but we can't run for president. Now, they could change the law. All right, Bruce Pollard, turning atmospheric carbon into diamonds would substantially energy intensive. You get it. But there's a there's a workaround that I just thought about as I was thinking about it, and that is using wave energy. But if we're going to use wave energy to make diamonds, why not use it to just do something else, right? All right. AVQ says, Ashley, I remember when Kamala Harris was talking about Juneteenth with such pride. Yep, that was a heartfelt moment. Yep. Egberto, you're in luck. There will be a lot of wood burning in Europe this winter. <laughs> hey, but that's not the way I wanted it done. I didn't want a, a war to freeze people to death because that's going to create more pollution. Deborah Moyer says, me too. I think Kamala for president, Ashley for VP. All right. You guys are putting my baby in the, um, in the vice president spot. Hey, that was good. I'll have some, I, I guess I'll, I'll live in the white house if they let me. All right. Let's see. Bridge MCP. No wonder they want to strike. Yep. I want a VP Deborah Moyers. I think that's good. Deborah is wonderful, man. Deborah's a hell of a supporter here. Asha says, I love Juneteenth too. Walmart tried to capitalize it. May, VP, LOL. That's funny. All right, let's continue reading. Uh, let's try this again. From Michael Runnan, Eric Hayes, cattle agriculture is the third leading contributed source of greenhouse gases, but by, but by way of cow burps, but also by way of deforestation, which the cattle need for grazing. I'm glad that you that you changed that you put that out there, Maywood, because a lot of people just think is oh the cow cow is fording and belching is what do you want? Again, you 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 hit the nail on the head. All right, let's continue with our reading here. Uh, poor Moon, it's better off without us. All right, Yvette, I read that one already. Uh, Egberto, I, it's sick that the government has to get involved in this. It's just human nature to be fair. Empathy lacking again. Again, you know, Biden took the easy way out. And here's what, he, what, I, what the easy way out is. You have a lot of working class work, uh, rail workers. Americans just got over the pandemic. Americans are dealing with inflation. Too often we are willing to sacrifice some of us in order to protect the guys, the, the, the supposedly powerful guys who said we can't live without them. That is what we have to mitigate. We have to be bold. These guys are wimps. Those executives, those shareholders, those folks are not powerful. They're only powerful because we have an economic system that makes them so. And also, we have a system that, you know what? 
protects them. But guess what? If we educate enough people to say, to hell with you. No, we are going to strike. We are going to elect progressives into Congress and show you what it's all about. You'll see how quickly they fall. Because these are not the strongest of our people. They are made strong because we created, we created an economic system that says you have power. But they don't really have power to create. They don't really have power to produce. We do. And that is what we've got to exert. That is what this program is all about. That is what politics done right and several other programs of this nature is about. We have to remember we are already empowered people. We already have power. Biden can pass whatever laws they want in Congress. If every one of those guys decide that they have a headache so bad that they cannot go into work, we have frozen the plutocracy. They can't do it without us. We can do it without them. They can't do it without us. We're the engineers. We're the doctors. We are the, the rail workers. We are all those things. They just push paper and call themselves executives and shareholders who make, this is what they say. We make our money work for us. We are smart. We make our money work for us. They're only smart if we allow them to make us stupid. Your money can't work for you. Your money working for you is some slave doing your job. Remember the show yesterday? Antiseptic slavery. We got to get smart, people. And it's not hard to get smart. Because we are already smarter than they are in the aggregate. Let's remember that. We must remember that. Deborah Moyer says, tax the oligarchy to pay these hardworking folks. Exactly. It is on it is unearned wages anyway. I mean, unearned wealth anyway, income. We earned it for them and they take it. All right, Eric, Eric, uh, Eric. Okay, let's have the juvenile comment of the day. My brother, guy I love, Eric Hayes says, eat meat. That's a rebellious right-wing statement, right? Those liberals want you to stop eating meat. No, we don't want you to stop eating meat. We want to be able to generate eat meat in a more sustainable manner. That's all. When we were hunter-gatherers, everything was in balance. Now we've learned how to farm cattle, and it takes a hell of a lot of calories to create the meat that we eat for less calories. Science. Eric Hayes, science is a good thing. Carl Cox says, greed trumps justice, unfortunately. Bruce says, break the law. Ain't nothing you can do. Strike. I can manage and will help others. My teacher mom struck Huntonville, Wisconsin and lost her job, but it ended up better for everyone. I knew there was a reason why I love you, Bruce. You come from good stock, man. You come from, your, I love your mother. I met your mother. I am so proud of your mother. Tell her that she has a new, a new, um, he, not, uh, a, 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 what do you call that? She's my hero. So tell her she has a new follower, okay? Man, that was great, Bruce. I'm, I, I love hearing that kind of stuff. I sacrifice myself for the betterment of society. I love that. 
I love that. All right, what else we got here? Let's see. Paul Fleming says, repeat after me. Wages are raising process corporate profits are. The president and Congress should go after price gouging. Exactamundo. Okay, our second childish statement of the day after we've taught about the corporate gouging and all of that, Bidenomics. And who did it come from again? Eric Hayes. Look. Uh, Eric, like I tell Eric all the time, right? You just have to say, I'm a Republican, and you can take his money. He needs to listen to uh, one of Johnson's speeches because he is fulfilling Johnson's statement. And anybody wants to tell Eric why, I'm not going to say it because I'll have to say it on air, and I don't want to say that on air. But I tell you what, I'm going to leave it to my brothers and sisters to tell Eric Hayes what... Uh, President Johnson said about folks like him specifically. Not our, not our folks in general here, but specifically like Hayes. I'm waiting for the person to, 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 to repeat that phrase that President Johnson used. I won't say it. Somebody here, I hope, know what I'm talking about. All right, Carl Cox says, unions are good, mega corporations are evil. True. We're past, oh, we're past a halfway point. I tell you what, guys, I think I'm going to start just putting my ask at the end because I get so wrapped up into what we're talking about and, and it wrapped up into what you guys are bringing back that I don't want to break the flow for that. So I'm going to do it at the end. And then, you know, so folks, stick around so you can say, I want to support politics done right. Or you see those signs that come that's, I'm going to probably start putting it and writing on the screen or something. And for the, I'll, I'll, I'll just go ahead and use one link to tell the people on podcast podcast folks support the podcast by going to politicsunright.com slash support we are way behind in our fundraising so we need you all right i'm back on the subject oh you know this i think this is exercise you know sometimes i get all riled up and get exercise here egberto mind putting this on the screen you want something else on the screen i'm rudnan why do you do this to me rudnan here we go it's your show. I know. If you're, you, you know what you should have said, Rudnick? When I say, why are you doing this to me? You should immediately come back and say, Egberto, didn't you guys say this is our show? Please put that up. And there you go, Rudnick. There you go. All right. Lee Grant says, replying, we picketed the Secretary of Education speaker at my college graduation. Very good, uh, uh, Bruce again. Lee Grant says, the MSM is finally coming clean about Hunter's laptop. I don't care about Hunter's laptop. Mark Meadows has to testify to the Fulton Country County Grand Jury. I hear that, Paul. Never gave money to any politician. Well, what can I say? All right, what else we got here? We are almost coming down. I got another video to show you guys. Eric Hayes, Republican policy will do the pocket picking. All right, let's see. Let's see if Bridge got it right. Let's see if Bridge got it right. Egberto Willis, I'll tell you what's at the bottom of it. If you can convince... Oh, Bridge, I love you, girl. I'm not going to read it, but everybody else, read what Bridge has just posted. Those are, are the words of Lyndon Bean Johnson. And Eric Hayes fulfills. Fulfills. I mean... It, it has more, in his case, it's not solely a racial thing, but a class thing, but a, a, an ideological thing, but he fulfills it. Bruce Pollard says, I don't care about Hunter's laptop either. Thank you, Bruce. Uh, you get it. 
All right, let's see what else we got here. I tell you what, I got a video here. I just wanted to play this video um, because Chuck Todd, I think he did a good job here. Not as good as he should have, but I think he did a good job. I'm changing the subject away from our working class stuff because we're going to cover that in detail tomorrow. I hope all of you chime in. I hope you guys call in as well. I hope you guys start listening to the, if you can listen to the noon, listen to the noon. If you can listen to both, listen to both. But we need to, uh, I'd like some of you to just go ahead and drop a line and say, call in so that we can show the numbers are cross-pollinating across these two platforms. That's what we're trying to build at KPFT, a cross-platform pollination. So, okay, here we go with the video. If I'm going to say this, Chuck Todd did it again. He really dinged James Comer, representative from Kentucky, James Comer today. How did he do it? I want you to check this out and then we'll take it on the other side. These massacres, nobody wants to, to see them. I mean, it does feel as if we talk about the individual freedom of somebody to be able to uh, uh, bear, have the right to bear arms. People want to have the individual freedom to shop at Walmart without fear of getting shot. So I guess is is there... Is there any place, any room, I know where your position is, any room to allow, a, if we had, we had a waiting period with the Walmart shooter, it's possible three days, might he might have calmed down, or we might have found something troubling in his past and he doesn't get the weapon. Well, Chuck, you talk about this a lot on, on, uh, on Meet the Press, but when you look at cities that have the most strict gun laws, like Washington, D.C., Chicago, uh, these are the cities with the highest rate of crimes committed with guns. So, you know, just simply passing more bills isn't going to solve the problem. I think we need to get uh, serious about law enforcement. We need to invest in more law enforcement. And again, we need to invest in, in mental health and try to improve communication between our uh, social agencies as well as right. our law enforcement. I've heard this talking point about gun laws in cities, but I don't know if you realize this, the, the states that have the most gun laws have the least amount of per capita gun crime and the states with the least amount of gun laws seem to have the most. I'm showing it here on screen. I don't know if you can see it here. So there is a correlation. If you have more gun laws on the books as a state, you have fewer gun-related crimes, uh, gun-related deaths. That has been proven statistically. Well, it in places like rural America, where just about every other household uh, exercises their Second Amendment rights, there aren't a lot of crimes in these areas. And I think one reason is because uh, potential criminals know uh, that uh, these people are exercising their Second Amendment rights. So this is something that's uh, indoctrinated in our in our Constitution. This is yeah. something that uh, Republicans hold, uh, you know, close. Uh, and we're we're going to continue to protect our Second Amendment rights. This is what journalists should have been doing for a long time. I mean, Republicans have great talking points and the talking points seem plausible. And when you go ahead and you let them continue to do the talking points without the pushback, it gets cauterized into the minds of Americans. And when they get cauterized into the minds of Americans, it's hard to change what they have perceived the news validated as truth. It is not the case. Well, it is great now what's happening, right? As it turns out, uh, crime rates in blue states, states that have more laws on guns, 
lot less than crime rates in these red states. And if you notice how Comer tries to uh, mitigate the, that reality, well, he tries to come out and claim uh, somehow in rural areas it's different than in urban areas. Of course, there's a bigger concentration of people in urban areas. But guess what? Let's look at Tulsa and Oklahoma City. These are cities where they're controlled by Republicans, so they can't say it is somehow a thing related to who is in governance of the big cities, the big blue cities or where it's happening. That's not the case. Overall, blue states do much better at controlling crime with guns than does red states. And the faster Americans understand this, the faster Americans realize that their lives, there's a clear and present danger to their lives in red states more so than blue states. They'll start adopting policies that will, that supports gun restrictions, that support the reality that we have got to stop this. No other country in the world suffer what we suffer at the hands of guns at the hands of a corporatocracy that is selling death with their equipment. You're right, Bridge MCP. It talks about a well, a well-established militia according to the Constitution. But you know, these guys will twist words when it when it when it suits them. But then they'll talk about constructionist or or they'll talk about literalist when they're reading the Constitution. It all depends on who's what they want. They're literalists whenever it 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 says something specifically verbatim. But they are uh, there's construction. Well, more than constructionist actually, not constructionist, but they they try to put things otherwise. Ask these Republicans what constituents what constituents a mental crisis and if they could detect who has one. But it's worse than that, Paul. I mean, that's a very fair statement. But it's worse than that. They cut the budgets for mental health in those red states. I repeat, they cut the budget in red states. Moreover, they do not accept, many of them don't accept the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act, which means, again, a lot of these folks just don't have anywhere to go. They talk out at seven parts of their mouth and it all makes no sense. It never connects. And that some of us, some of our right-wing brothers and sisters can't see that speaks too well for how effective the marketing of lies are on the right. Something that we must learn to mitigate. Henceforth, politics done right and others. So while I may not convince Eric Hayes in this room to think appropriately, a lot, of, a lot of the misinformation that Eric Hayes bring to our family here gets a chance to be mitigated to those who listen to the thousands that listen to the podcast because what happens then is that Eric Hayes stays in his bubble. Yeah, that's fine. But a lot of people that were at the edge of his bubble actually leave because they are then appropriately educated. Okay. Carl Cox's money for the merchants of death. No money for the mental health treatment. Exactly. That's what they do. That's what they do. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, uh, para ver, para ver, para. Deborah Moyer says, with our prejudice against mental health, there are many people with huge issues who have never been diagnosed. That is very true, Deborah. Very, very true. Uh, let's see. I, I think all my messages were showing up in the chat correctly. Uh, let's see if I missed anyone. And then if not, we are going to get ready to close this baby down. We already lost AVQ. Michael, run and you left before the, the, the tape was over. 
How could you? Actually, the refunds that you no longer get are because of the Trump tax cut fraud. We told you this would happen, but you wouldn't listen. Trump deliberately made it so that it kick in after he would be out of office. We told you that several years ago. It was a trick. And guess which one stayed? The, the tax cut for the corporations remained. The tax cut for the people expired. Why would he do that? So that he could lie about what the numbers really meant over 10 years. That's why he did that. And you were played. Then he's going to want to blame it on the Democrats, but they don't want to increase the budget for the Democrats. Like just-in-time inventory, precision scheduling, railroading, focusing on scaling back excess equipment and employees to streamline shipping process. Workers are cogs in machine for corporate profits. I may use that in my article tomorrow. I like that. I actually like that. Uh, I hope I remember to put it in, but I like that. I think I can. Let me go ahead and do that. Actually, Tom, I really, really like that. I Let's see. If, uh, yeah, I can, I can bookmark that statement. I like that one, uh, senor. I am so proud. My people are geniuses, man. And don't worry, I'll attribute that to you, Tom. That was great. Uh, let's see what Bree says. I wish we could stop talking about Trump. Maybe a once a week update. Okay, this year's show. We'll we'll stop talking about Trump as much as we can. But I mean, if he does something really crazy, Bree, we got to bring it out, girlfriend. Sorry. Eric says higher taxes come, and we will suffer more government. Oh, there we go. Uh, I fear we won't live long enough to not hear Trump's name mentioned frequently. It's on my remaining years life wishes. We'll try. Thanks for the compliment. Is what El Señor Hayes says. And we got to get out of here, folks. We got to get out of here. Lee Grant says, replying to Bruce, it's about the president possibly being compromised or corrupted due to hunt activity. Now, that's a good point, Lee Grant, but that's not been proven in the least. They can investigate it if they want, but it's not been proven. It's going to be somewhat like what happened with Whitewater and the Clintons and all of that, but who cares? Anyway... I got to get out of here. My name, don't forget, folks, support the show, please. Uh, let me put the links in there. Please support us at PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Uh, I eat at six. I, I, I start cooking what I'm going to eat at six o'clock. I'm going to fix something to put on top of the rice my wife made for me today. Uh, so that's what I'm going to eat. Just veggies, though. Just veggies. All right. Um, so therefore, please support us. Politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Is a, you can also support us at Patreon. I need some patrons. Who are going to be willing to support us on Patreon? We need patrons. Politicsandright.com slash Patreon. I won't overeat. Ashley won't let me. And also, please get our books. Politicsandright.com slash books. I got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. You guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know.
is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.